So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having a fantastic day, and I promise your day will get just a little bit better. Oh my gosh. Uh, guys, what I'm about to share today, I, I'm just like beaming with excitement and a lot of anticipation because I think this is going to help a lot of you guys. I think I'm just going to jump in. I had to think about that for a moment. I thought there might be something to, um, to promote or mention, but I'm going to just jump right into it. So, you know, we talk a lot here in uh, the podcast, Unleash the Man Within, in my program, Deep Clean. All the time, we are talking about the importance of getting to the roots of the issue, right? And how important it is that you, that you don't just settle for surface level solutions, but that you actually truly and legitimately get to the roots. I'm sure if you've been listening to our podcast for any degree of time, you've probably heard that language. Okay. So um, an interesting thing that you can observe if you follow the life of people in addiction, and I'm, I'm broadening it now. So we're not talking about sex addiction, porn addiction. Specifically, we're talking about all addictions. What you find is that many addicts um, simply replace one addiction with the next. So we have clients who are like, you know, um, they've gone from smoking to drugs to alcohol to pornography. And they've kicked all the other ones, but they can't kick porn. And what you realize is you didn't actually really kick the other ones. You just substituted one addiction for the next. More sophisticated addicts actually replace a behavioral or a substance addiction with something that is more socially acceptable, but it's still very much an addiction. So I will give you Sathya's example. And this is something that I've uh, discovered very, very recently. Uh, I've been sharing a little bit on the podcast about kind of reaching this, what I would call a tipping point in the growth of Deep Clean and the podcast. And what I would say specifically is being a really bad leader and not trusting people on my team enough and not hiring people to take over, you know, responsibilities that I really had no business managing in the first place. And what I have ultimately, I guess, landed on or, or realized is that um, part, of, part of what has factored into some of my own process or development along the way is I have kind of fallen into a different addiction. And it's not, um, it's not an addiction to email. I've talked about that before. Um, it's not an addiction to work or um, or busyness per se, although I guess you could say maybe it's more along those lines. But I'm going to explain what I mean in just a second. Uh, what I want you to do as I share this is I want you to think a little bit about your own recovery um, because one thing that you need to be very careful of is the the commencement of new behaviors or new behavioral patterns. Because sometimes what happens is, and, and again, let, like, let, let's think about well, what breaking an addiction is. It is literally about creating new behaviors and new behavior patterns. So that in of itself is not problematic. 
But sometimes what happens, and again, especially in more sophisticated individuals, is you see that they are no longer engaging in the pornography consumption, the alcohol, uh, pardon the, the alarm here in the background. Um, they're, they're, they're no longer engaging in that, but actually they become addicted to something that is more interpersonal, something that is not as overt. Um, work would actually be a great example. It's not my situation, but work would be a great example. So rather than being addicted to a substance or a behavior, they become addicted to work and they become workaholics. And it's so much easier to justify being a workaholic because because you know your employees see you as a hard worker, your superiors are promoting you and you're getting more opportunity. And there's sort of this positive reward, even from a social standpoint, that would sort of let on, hey, this is okay. And not realizing that you actually, like your brain is still just as hooked on the dopamine as it's ever been. It's just getting that dopamine hit through a different means or a different method. So I've been reading this book called Buy Back Your Time. It's been really changing my life. I highly recommend it for any of you entrepreneurs out there who are, especially in the earlier phases, or maybe you're feeling a little bit exhausted by business ownership. And this um, this guy was addicted to drugs and alcohol and basically found uh, business to be his saving grace. And um, y- you you may think that 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 was it, like he used to be addicted to substances and then business was his new addiction. But he had better language that I found to be really helpful for me. And as I was pondering it, I was realizing that this is probably relevant to a majority of you guys listening. What he discovered, and this is actually not his own discovery, but this was researched, is that actually many entrepreneurs grow up in very chaotic homes. It's very typical of successful entrepreneurs. And because they grew up in chaos, they are accustomed to the craziness and the chaotic nature of entrepreneurship. And so they're not only able to withstand it, they have learned to actually thrive within those environments. Uh, but there is a double-edged sword to this, which is that they have become so accustomed to chaos that they know not peace. So much so that they will often self-sabotage moments of peace, moments of progress towards a more calm or still life in the name of preserving that familiarity with chaos. And he calls it specifically an addiction to chaos. And what I'd like to suggest to you guys is, um, well, a bunch of you light bulbs just went off as you're listening. You're like, ding, ding, ding. Okay, yeah, grew up in a chaotic environment, got accustomed to it. Yes, yeah, self-sabotage anytime I make progress towards a new me or, you know, being more at peace or being even, you know, further along in recovery. Um, often this this addiction to chaos plays a role. Now, I, I don't know if I, I don't know how to classify this thing yet. I don't know if this is a root issue or an environmental condition or, you know, like it's, it's, it's oddly like intermingled in a couple of our different buckets. But what we can say for sure is that many of us, if not all of us have probably become addicted to the chaos. And that some ways, in some ways, the hardest thing about recovery is it is not just uh, abstaining from porn, even though that is, of course, in of itself very challenging. But the the maybe bigger challenge is actually creating a new normal that is relatively peaceful and not not chaotic and not dopamine driven and and the like. So uh, what I want to give you guys a chance to do in this episode today is do a little bit of self reflection. Um, to put this in context, I was oblivious. Classic Sathya. Um, the reason that our first pillar is self-awareness is because, like me, 
most people that struggle with addictive behaviors are completely oblivious. And I, that was certainly the case for me. So I read this book on the cruise like a couple weeks ago. And then we were driving down to Indianapolis. Again, it was a spur of the moment thing. And so I downloaded the audio book um, because, um, you know, I, my wife wasn't going to drive uh, much, if at all. And so I just decided I was going to... Um, I was going to basically, uh, you know, listen to the book again because it was so impactful. And, um, you know, you only get so much the first time you read a book. There's really, uh, there's a lot to be found in the second reading and third readings. And so, um, so I decided, you know what the heck, we'll, we'll download this book. Um, we'll listen through. And that's when I caught it. And it's funny, he was talking about it. I was going, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what that is. And then he gave some examples and I was going, oh, yeah, but wait, I do, I, I actually do that. And now that I think about it, I think I've done that recently where like I'm starting to get like control over my life again and things are starting to feel a bit more cohesive and I am like creating chaos and I didn't even realize I was doing it. And why am I creating chaos? Well, because I think that's actually where a little bit of my addiction lies. And the interesting thing is I didn't grow up in chaos. Um, chaos was not surrounding really any of my addictive um my or my my recovery rather and my experience with addiction but uh the interesting thing is i got clean from pornography uh february 2016 i had my last relapse i met shaloma in november 2016 and probably in the months leading up to that like i would say around september october 2016 um my life started to become very chaotic uh my album that i had released at the time was doing very well uh, we had some drama going on at the church that I, I was kind of wrapped up in, even though I didn't really do anything. I was somehow wrapped up in it. And basically, um, my life started to become very chaotic and and it didn't stop. You know, I had life transitions constantly moving from place to place and city to city and changing jobs. And, um, you know, then Shaloma and I got more serious and then we got engaged and she got sick and, you know, people were dying and like, it's just been chaos. And meanwhile, starting up the business and then the business grew and then we moved house or we moved cities rather and we bought a house and then we went to Jamaica. And um, none of this stuff has been like a conscious thing. But when I look back, I go, my goodness, my life has been absolute chaos. And I I have, I think I have needed it or I have found some degree of comfort in it. Um, needed, quote unquote, that's not actually true, but I felt like I needed it. And it has um, driven me to a place where I'm like serenity now, you know, like, like, just give me that calm, peaceful life. And the crazy thing is, the crazy thing is, um, you know, my, my wife and I were processing this a little bit today. And she was saying, well, babe, you couldn't have controlled a bunch of those things that made your life chaotic. And I said, yes, it's true. But I could have done things differently that would have made them less chaotic and would have returned me to a place of peace. But I set chaos as sort of my baseline and learned to thrive within it. And it served me super well. But what I am realizing in this season and with some things that I have on the horizon um, and even just with my goal, you know, which is longevity and to really create um, an empire that is going to last multi-generationally. Well, the goal, the goal then has to be to look after myself now and to not become too acquainted with this state of chaos because um, any kind of familiar familiarity there is going to work against those goals and my longevity. And ultimately, it's going to prevent me from living in my more optimal state and your more optimal state, which is the state of peace. So uh, I want to just shed some light on something I've been processing. I want to give you guys an opportunity to maybe think about it, see if it has an application. 
maybe listen to this episode again. Uh, maybe if, if you know, you're not really seeing anything, just listen. If this episode is, what, 15 minutes long? Listen to it one more time and just see. Just see if maybe anything comes up uh, a second time through because maybe you got some blinders on and it's going to take a couple tries to knock them down. Uh, all I can say is the more we are focused on having um, a peace, uh, peace in our hearts, a healthy state of mind, uh, just regularly regulating our nervous system, the more we're able to do that, the better off you and I will be. And really, the more optimal we will be in the people that God has made you and I to be. So that's everything for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found some value from this. And I wish you an incredible day. We'll talk soon. Take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.